Oh, oh, one more thing. And welcome to Just One More Thing, a podcast about Columbo. I'm RJ White. I'm John Morris. And on this episode of Just One More Thing, we're going to be discussing Try and Catch Me. Originally broadcast November 21st, 1977, directed by James Frawley, written by Gene Thompson and Paul Tuckahoe, and starring Ruth Gordon, Marriott Hartley, and of course, Peter Falk as Columbo. And each time around, we're joined by a special guest. This time, it's Mike Chillian, a writer and storyboard artist uh, who's worked on Uncle Grandpa, Rick and Morty, a host of other shows. But before we bring him on, John, what happened? Ruth Gordon plays murder mystery author Abigail Mitchell, whose beloved niece was murdered at sea by her greedy husband. Or was she? And is he? Mitchell is convinced that she was and he is, and seeking revenge, she engineers a little will-related tomfoolery and locks her exoricidal nephew by marriage into a soundproofed, airtight vault. Found dead in the morning while the elderly Mitchell is sucking down scotch in first class, the murdered man has hidden a clue to his killer's identity. But where? Everyone seems to know who done it, but it's up to Columbo to prove it while faced with a perp who is his equal in wit and charm. Thank you, John, and Hi, welcome boy. to the show, Mike. Hi, how's it going, guys? Great. Now, um, you you uh, chose this one. Uh, why did you pick this episode uh, to discuss? Oh, um, this is probably my, I would have to say it's probably my favorite episode of Columbo, um, and that's saying a lot because I like a lot of them, mm-hmm. uh, and I've seen, I'm pretty sure I've seen all of them at this point. And this one always pops out to me. It's just such a uh, a well-rounded episode. It's uh, really solid. The case is great. Um, I love Ruth Gordon. Of course, and, who doesn't? Uh, yeah, yes. totally. Yeah, yeah. She's she's wonderful in it. And uh, I think I mean you guys. I think you guys mentioned this. Um, you, you mentioned in several episodes, uh, certain episodes having filler or having to. Um, uh, add a bunch of scenes just to try to fill that hour and a half um, time slot for Columbo. But I think this is a a good episode that has like hardly any filler in it at all. I think it's like all solid and no, um, you know, superfluous scenes or anything like that. You know what? That, that's a good point. I didn't even think about it in terms of that, but you're right. Like now that you say that thinking back on it. Yeah, no, this is pretty much every scene in this drives the plot forward and actually has something to do with the story. So, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. you know what? There, there we go. Another point in its favor. That is yeah, actually, well, yeah. I know we noticed that because you guys do point that out a lot in other episodes. I'm like, oh, wow, okay. I never like, I never used to watch episodes that way, but now that I do, I totally catch all that, all those filler moments. Thanks to you guys. Oh, well, glad for <laughs> glad to make help, it better I guess. for you. Glad, for your, glad, your guys' criticism. Glad we could make it more obsessive for you. <laughs> That's there, yeah. there is one scene close to the end that has a little bit of padding in it, but the more I watched it, uh, it's the one where, where Columbo is showing... Uh, Abigail, the the cases of money, yeah, that have the scratches on them. It's a little padded, but I started to realize that's just because he's trying to get her to slip up, and she's being a huge dick to him. Oh, that's yes, super important. Yes, yes, definitely. Like that one. Yeah, that one is strange because he goes through that whole charade, and you know he's worked this all out. He knows that damn piece of paper is up in the light fixture. He For knows exactly... I think so. I think he knows exactly what order those cases... Yes. He wouldn't take that chance. 
He wouldn't have taken that chance. Oh, I don't think that would have been a real anti-climate. Yeah, there's like nothing up there. No, I think he knows. He's not. He's because he's the guy who's always working things out when you're not seeing things. Like when you're when the episode is following other people. The next scene, he's like, "Oh, I already talked to that person. Oh, I already called like whatever records department. I know everything about you." I, I that I think like that scene. I figure like, yeah, he already knows. He wouldn't have taken that chance. Really, I think that that's my interpretation of it. That, that that's a good way to look at it. But there's that one scene um, a little bit before that where he first meets the lawyer, and there's this long scene where he's just in the safe by himself, like thinking, looking at something. It's very dark. It's a very dark scene, and then the lawyer shows up, right? And they have a little moment or whatever together. So it's like I don't know. That was I feel like this was one episode. Personally, I mean, I, I could be wrong too. That Columbo figures it out at the same time, like right as he's talking to to Ruth Gordon. I think he's just like. Um, like I think, because it just like hits him right then and there, and he runs back inside and and, and reassembles the cases, and then, um, like slowly looks up in the. Uh, I feel like if he already knew what the answer was, he would have been a little more um, coy about it. And I don't think he was very. Oh, much. I think I he's. Think he, I think he's being yeah, really I'm gonna, coy. I'm on Mike's side here because really because I, I think he's giving I think her the way that. Oops. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I think the way that works is. Um, I had a lot of trouble with hiding the murder message in a light bulb because that seemed like a really uh, that's a that's a hard thing for someone to discover. But yeah. then it occurred to me that it's the one part of the vault that that Ruth Gordon isn't going to be able to reach. She's oh, going to have yeah. someone else come in and change the light bulb. Oh. So that's probably what Columbo yeah. hit. He's like, this is the one part of the vault that Ruth that uh, Abigail can't touch. She has to have someone else come do it, and they're going to find the note. And that'll be the murder testimony. See, to me, yeah. I think I think the reason it's strung out so much, I think he's giving her every single last chance to just like I think he knows what it's going to be, and he's giving her every single last chance. It's like, come on, come on, here we go, come on, just say it, yeah, just say it. But then she just has a weird little quip and remark, and trying to implicate everybody else. Right. Like like you said, John, being a dick about it. Like, oh, well, she's maybe it was my assistant. Dick. Oh, she's horrible. <laughs> she's a terrible. Oh, she's terrible. Yeah. Awful. I like when she tries to peg it on her on her maid. Yes. Oh, that's so mean. <laughs> yeah, she is getting a little. She she does become a little um, ruthless there. I guess I don't mean that in a pun or anything. But <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah. All right. I was going to um, celebrate that for you. Yeah, but but uh, yeah, she starts like like oh, could it be Veronica? Could it be my maid? Blah blah blah. And you're just like, all right. I mean, I think she's kind of just being snarky with him though, because she's got a big old grin on her face the whole time. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, at that point in the episode, this is one of the things I wanted to talk about. Except for her maid, everybody else in her life has figured out that she's murdered this guy. Oh yes, the attorney. Totally. The attorney yeah, on the and ship they're is all, great. They're all kind of cool with it, is yep. the interesting yeah. thing. So she she seems to be like teasing Columbo in part because she thinks he might let her off like everyone else did. Right. Which well, I mean that good, comes up. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. I mean that comes up a lot. I mean there's the scene at the um oceanfront where, you know, she says, like, Oh, you're a very kind man, he said and he tells her, like, Yeah, don't count on that. That's yeah, that's such a good, that was that. a great moment. That was. Um, by, by the way, guys, I don't mean to go off t- a topic, but um, so you're you're in Philadelphia, yes. and then John, you're you're in Michigan, or no, no, I'm in Seattle. Oh. 
Seattle. Oh, okay. I thought for some reason one of you guys were from uh, uh, Michigan. I'm from or- Michigan, but I, I moved to uh, Philadelphia ten, uh, no, 11 uh, wonderful, glorious years ago. Oh, okay. Because yes. we have the, we have our mutual friend Aaron Blayard. Aaron, Aaron Blayard, yes, the uh, the past beloved guest on the show. Yes. Oh my God, that was the worst episode. I was so mad, <laughs> Aaron, for this episode. Oh, really? The episode where he was just bashing Columbo the entire time. I was like in, on the verge of tears. Uh, <laughs> He'll yeah, do that. Least, yeah. He'll do that. I'm really, Eddie, yeah. I'm really bummed out at him. I, I, next time I see him, I'm really going to give him my two cents. Oh, he's he's okay, people. He just uh, didn't like Columbo. I think we <laughs> might. I think we might have pulled him around a little bit by the end, but I doubt it. Mm, yeah, a little bit, but I don't think he's going to. Yeah, I don't think he's going to fully come around. Um, but this one, uh, we may have gotten a bit ahead of ourselves. We started at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I want to say, uh, just from the start, this might be one of. The most horrific murders I've seen on the Columbo episode. When you just Agreed. imagine, when you just imagine the situation that the murdered guy was in, it's terrible. It's, it's a like nightmare torture. thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh God, it's horrible. And he he had to. They they really point out too that he had to. He had six matches, yes. and he used oh. them all. Oh, so God. he was burning up the little oxygen he had. Desperate. Uh. Yes. Oh, it's, yeah. It's horrible. It's a horrible murder. That's why I don't get why I, I, I've read and heard people say that, oh, well, she, she's one of the more um, more murders you feel bad for, like the murderers that you feel like, oh, a little bit of sympathy. Like, I don't. She's terrible. Well, let's let's talk about that because we were talking about that before the phone call, before we started the, the recording. Um, the, the reason she murders her nephew is because she believes that her nephew murdered her beloved niece. Yes. Yes. And one of the greatest things about this episode is they kind of leave it up in the air. I don't personally think he murdered her. Yeah, it's never super definitive. It's kind of yeah. He looks weird and guilty about it, but you don't know yeah, for got sure. That look on his face, though, you know, like yeah, when... you would if you if your wife died at sea while you were below deck, you would feel weirdly guilty because obviously you're going to come even if it were an accident, if it had been an accident. You're going to come home, and you know everyone's going to think you murdered your wife. Yeah, I guess. And they didn't love each other or whatever because he didn't have any photographs. I don't know. I, I guess that's also open for interpretation. I'd like to think that he did it on purpose, um, personally, only just because I do like Ruth Gordon a lot. And I'm like, I really <laughs> want him. You know, I, but, you know, um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I, I guess you made the point. Yeah, it, it's, it's interesting. Well, I mean, yeah, you have the scene. I'm sorry. I know. I'm sorry. But even if um, he did do it for her to jump. And and the first time I saw this, I didn't realize that it only been five months prior to this episode that uh, her niece had died. So it's only been five months. She is a very successful, wealthy writer, a person of great intelligence, great wealth. She couldn't have instead of devising this elaborate plan to write the guy into her will and then suffocate him to death in her vault hire a private investigator maybe or a team of private investigators to really get into it she thought the cops didn't do a good enough job like there were a lot of alternatives for her and she decided just nope i'm just just jump into horrible oh. torturous cold-blooded murder mm. that seems strange that's to yeah, point there's a couple of mistakes. I think that's one way to look at it. Of course, if you know, 
uh, it would make for a compelling Columbo episode had she done that, or maybe that. Right, of right. course. <laughs> yes, but also there's also another another like flaw which I didn't notice until I watched it uh, a couple of times. Uh, was uh, and maybe I just haven't thought about it enough. But like, why did she grab the keys? The car. She should have just left them on the table. Right. Yeah, I didn't get yes. that either. To be honest, I don't know if, why she. Like, had she just left them, none of it, it wouldn't have been nope. a problem. Yeah. No. Nope. Yeah. And that's well, she's 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 really sloppy. Is part of the problem. There's a lot of moving parts to the to the murder, but even that, she doesn't seem to care if people know. Her her personal assistant figures it out, and uh, I gotta I gotta talk about this scene because it's one of my favorites in this great episode. Her Marriott Hartley, her personal assistant, mm-hmm. have, finds thanks to the the nitwitted stage Irish maid, <laughs> yes. find, gets the keys, figures out the murder. They're out there click, uh, clipping flowers together, and and Mary Hartley's character utters this line about, "I've been thinking about my salary." Yeah, it's and just like, a great like scene. Lightning, like it, like she's just been like a battleship on patrol, just waiting for it. Abigail Mitchell turns around and says, "I was thinking more of a bonus." She's on it. She yes. knows it. Like, all right, yeah, I know you know. Right. I'll pay you money. Yep. Mm. Um, yeah, that's that's a great scene for for other reasons too. Um, there's actually two scenes in, in this episode that, like, I mean, uh, along, I mean, um, there's many reasons why I like this episode, but a lot of it is because there's a lot of artistic choices, I guess, the director made or, or sound design or whatever. But, like, this scene, that scene when they're, when they're um, at, uh, clipping those flowers, it ends, it starts, like, accelerating into this weird, um, this buzzing, this, this Oh, the, the insect sound. sound, yes. The yeah. insect sound. And, and and you're like, hey, why are they heightening that 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 sound effect? Like, there's like, I mean, is it like because it's a fly, or it's, it's like as in she's kind of like buzzing around like an annoying fly? Um, and I don't mean to get so into that, but there's also a previous scene in the beginning when um, when Abigail uh, and her nephew are walking on the beach. And those yeah. two horses run right past them. Oh, that was so weird, yes. It was so, it's, it's like weird artistic strokes that mm-hmm. the director is taking. And I think that, that B scene, or the, the fly or whatever, is kind of similar in tone, where it's like, they're like kind of, um, uh, like, at like like kind of uh, b- butting heads with each other or something like that. Or there's like oh, a yeah. dueling hat. I don't know, that's, that's kind of... No, no, that, that's, yeah. It's a weird way to look into it, but I, I'd like to think that they purposely... You know, tried for that kind of stuff. And and, I, and I lo- oh, sorry, no, go ahead, Arjun. No, no, please do. Well, I just I I just love that <laughs> scene because of a line she utters just before the horses come on, uh, which is uh, you know she she gives him the spiel about making him her recipient, her heir. Yeah, and he he utters some little fakey line about oh I don't want to talk about your death, Abigail, and her response is. It's not about what you want. This is about what I want. Yeah. And then the horses come. Well, and it's like it's what she wants is to murder you. Well, I, I've, I, yeah, I marked down a bunch of stuff from that scene. Actually, every single scene with her nephew, uh, with Edmund, it's every, it has a double meaning to every single yeah. goddamn yeah. line. In fact, that same thing where he he talks about you know trying to look for the niece and everything else, and she has a line like, "I know what you did. Everything you did." Which uh-huh. that implies that there, and yeah. then um, that same scene, like where um, after he, he protests about the will, 
Uh, she says, like, Edmund, I've really made up my mind about you and about me. Yeah, to murder him. And then I'm going to murder you. Like, it, it, every single thing. And then in the, in the house, too, before the murder, every single line is about, like, oh, you're dressed for the occasion. It's like, oh, uh, it's mm-hmm. just creepy and strange and uh, just really great writing for a guy who mostly had done a bunch of Hanna-Barbera cartoons up to this point. And the oh, director really? of the and the director of the Muppet movie. Yes. Yeah. Oh, this is the, the 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 guy who played the nephew. No, no, no. no the, the director and writer of the, the di- episode. The director of the episode. Oh, wow. Director of the uh, Muppet movie, and um, yeah, the, the, and one of the guys who wrote the teleplay wrote a whole bunch of Hanna Barbera stuff. Oh, yeah. wow, that's awesome. That's yeah. It's a really weird pedigree on this episode, but it works be- so beautifully. Somehow, oh, yeah, it just comes together and it's amazing. Everything, everything I feel like is accounted for. Like, it, all the, the, the clues, the fact that uh, uh, Edmund doesn't have a pen on him and he asks to see a lawyer mm-hmm. for a pen. Right. So that's why he's got the matches. Um, everything that Columbo asks. And on top of that, it's such a funny episode, too, because it's very whimsical and, like, like that scene where Columbo's talking about the shoe, where he's like, "Oh, this is a yes. great shoe." Right. He's like, I'm French, and he goes, "Oh, it's a, it's made in Italy. Never mind." You know. And then, like, and then she offers him her dead nephew's dead shoe. Man's you want yeah. a dead man's shoe? Sure. Oh my god! So many, so many whimsical moments, and um, uh, uh, I mean, I could go on. I mean, you keep jumping around, but no, like, no, it's fine. That's what we do. A, a yeah. lot of a lot of clever. Um, I mean. Like even the scene where like they go like and after she murders Edmund like they jump on the plane really clever editing like they just show oh, B-roll of yes. planes mm-hmm. and and their dialogue over you're like oh it's very practical and it gets right to the point it's like there's no you know there's no scenes with them in the plane or whatever but um, it, it's, it's an odd artificial movieish thing so you got like the plane yeah. going in one direction towards New York a weird vintage shot of New York City from the tip of Manhattan Island finding right. out about it, and then the plane going in the other direction with a voiceover. It's so strange. Like, it always ties into, like, um, later on uh, when they're driving in her Rolls Royce. Yeah. I've never seen a fake rear projection driving scene like that yeah. in a Columbo episode. <laughs> it was like a That's Hitchcock like, movie. Yeah. It, was it was like so SNL weird. Quality. Yeah. Great, great dialogue, though, in that scene. Oh, in the car. oh about like, that comparing poverty stories? Shall we compare poverty class stories? Thing. Wonderful it, class thing. Yeah. Not in a Rolls Royce. Great mm. comeback. Like, ah, oh, it's so... So sharp. Everyone's, like, really sharp in this episode. But especially the two of them together. And it's one of those things where it's always kind of a fun uh, thing in a Columbo episode to try to figure out, like, okay, at what point Oh yeah, is it obvious that he knows, okay, this is the person. Oh, yeah. And, it's, and this one is really early. Yeah, where, I think. Do, where do you guys think? I think, oh, it's, oh. I think it's kind of from the start. If not, uh-huh. if not before she even gets back home, it's at that thing where they're in her parlor and he has that odd scene where he's sitting in the old the old like 200 year old chair it's definitely it's definitely yeah it's definitely in that scene where he's really laying it on thick being super polite to her talking about how mrs colombo loves her stories that's one of my favorite things too every time a new book of hers comes out she's always first in line dot dot that at the library (laughs) not buying at the bookstore mind you but pause at the library <laughs> can't afford. yeah it's so yeah. great <laughs> that whole scene, i mean like funny. um 
Yeah, that's that 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 entire scene. I guess that is a good point. Like even like uh, again, really well rounded scene. Very funny where he's sitting on the chair, and then he plays his little theme song on the piano. Yes, oh, that's right. He plays yeah, he plays this old man on the piano, and does yeah. the kind of like old like the old fashioned Columbo thing about saying, "Oh, it's a nice house." Like, oh, this is nice, very nice. Like complimenting the piano and everything else. Yeah, mm. yeah. I, I I definitely think he was ninety five percent sure. Before she even showed up. Yes, no, definitely. Because, definitely. I mean, everybody else figured it out. Uh, and not everybody else is Columbo. And I'm, I'm positive the last 5% was in that scene. Oh, yeah. When, well, when she, the okay. first time she says those magic words, which is, I think I can explain. Oh, yes, and, yes, yeah. The only, like, here's what I think happened. Yeah. Slap. Did you, guys, yeah. <laughs> did you guys notice that two people besides Columbo said just one more thing in this episode? Yes, he never says it. <laughs> He never says it. He Ruth doesn't say it in this episode. Point? No, he doesn't say it. Ruth Gordon says it specifically, those words, and then she has this form of it later on, but he doesn't say it, but I think she says I it think, twice. I think the maid actually says, oh, there's one more thing. Yeah, she yeah. says it when she's uh, telling her about finding the keys in the ashtray. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, weird. I guess it's like a, yeah, it's, that's odd. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I think it's it's such a great it's a, a, a from earlier when you do I, I I think you're right by the way John I I do think that he probably already knew it because he's like okay this this chick is an author mm-hmm. um you know she's probably she's got all these like great schemes that she's written about about murdering mm-hmm. and then the whole safe thing and but it's a lot there's a lot of good fake outs in this episode though like when when Ruth Gordon shows up back to her place and and the cops like we're gonna have that safe open in just a minute oh i love that you think it's gonna be the dead body they're gonna pull out but it's like columbo walking out it's like so it's a great entrance it's one of his best entrances in the series one of my favorite entrances of his it's so like ah it's such it's such a such a so refreshing to see him like yeah i don't that's great i watched a i watched this one with my wife and she made a really good point she asked do you think when there's a murder at a rich person's house, the police department calls Columbo right away. <laughs> Maybe they might as well. <laughs> it's like we always put away the rich guys when Columbo's on the case. So, yeah. Well, well I don't know. I mean, like he wasn't story. around for for his for for her nephew or I'm sorry, her niece's death. Yeah, which good is, point. He's not. He doesn't have jurisdiction over the sea. <laughs> yeah, that would be not a that, sea that would be that would be that would be Ocean Columbo. They've got an Ocean Columbo on the Coast Guard. Wasn't there? There's like a boat episode, though, right? Like where they're oh, all yeah. like, they're, they're, oh yeah, the one with the Robert Vaughn the where Eddie he Albert just. One. Oh, the, I was thinking of the Eddie Albert one. Oh, I said the Robert Vaughn one. They're on the cruise ship. Robert the cruise Vaughn. Ship. Right, that's uh, the one I. That's the one I was oh, thinking. Which gets a mention, by the way. The cruise ship gets a mention in this episode. Yes, it does. That's right. Really? He talks about but yeah, because they're going. Yeah, he talks about it. Been in a yeah. The, Continuity. The, the wife. The wife and I went on a cruise once, and we really liked it. Yeah. 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 We did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> it was so awesome. Terrible murder, but yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was a pleasant cruise. Uh, so uh, uh, I wanted to ask this question, too. How how old do you think Marriott Hartley is meant to be in this episode? Uh, uh, Veronica? Yeah, yeah. That's a good question. Yeah. Because oh. she's thir- the actress is 37. Marriott Hartley's 37. Oh, at the time? I would, at the time. I would say. She, no, like, right now. Yeah, yeah, never mind. Okay, sorry. Um, I felt like she was trying to play it like she was in her early to mid 20s. Really? She was kind of. Yeah, she just seemed to have kind of like a flippant um, ingenue about her. I I would say like early mid 30s because she knew what was up. She knew what was going on. She was an operator, she knew the ways of the world. To, to like but, to like play into the uh, the whole the whole uh, blackmail play as soon as she saw the keys, 
Mm-hmm. She, she's uh, she knew what was up. Yeah, I, just, she, I feel like there's a good backstory for her. Yeah, there really is. There's a lot of color to her character because like she's into belly dancing, which is another great scene. Um, yeah, we're I don't we're really going to talk Columbo. about that. Oh boy, I don't think I've ever seen Columbo happier. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I love when he's confronted with strong female sexuality like that, and he gets all aw gosh. Well, no, because yeah. the, the other time we saw that was in the um, uh, the Leslie Nielsen Identity episode, Crisis. Identity Crisis, yeah, where it's yeah. the uh, dancer at the uh, the bar, it yeah. and yeah. he just gets obsessed and just staring. And yeah, that oh, was right. peculiar he's also. Do, can we talk about the belly dance thing? Sure, right now? why not? All I can okay. say is, all I can say is. Uh, <laughs> I don't know from belly dancing. I'm I'm not I'm not a I'm not a I'm not schooled in it. I'm not a student of belly dancing, but I, I know enough to know that uh, Marriott Hartley <laughs> didn't seem like she was an awfully good belly dancer. That's uh, all I know. That's all I know. She's also the only one wearing a veil for fuck's sake. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, here's here's the thing. Uh, my wife is a professional belly dancer. Uh, she has been studying and performing and teaching for about uh, at least 20 years. Oh, wow. So uh, I dragged her in to watch this episode to see what, what I could get out of her uh, in terms of, of belly dancing observations. And and here's kind of the only thing that happened. I, I was trying to figure out about Marriott Hartley's character. And because she takes the class at the Belly Dance Academy, uh, I, I asked my wife, so let's say a 37 year old. Wait, hold woman. on, John. Do you think that's accredited? That Billy yeah, Dance Academy? I, I don't know. Uh, it must be so hard to get past the federal requirements. Probably. I think it's a, it's, do you think it's a common core? Maybe. Or it could be like one of those uh, University of Phoenix things. I don't know. It's uh, online belly dancing? Yeah. But I, I asked my wife to, uh, to like say, okay, a 37 year old woman with no family, with no. Who, who, like, as near. As I can tell, no family, no children, uh, no t- nothing tying her down because she can go off on a cruise at any time. Comes into your class, she dances like that, she dresses like that. What what do you get out of that? Uh, what do, what do you know about? I was trying to get my wife to Columbo, Marriott Hartley, <laughs> and the okay. only the only thing she said she watched the scene where she dances, and my wife goes, "Well, I can tell you this: she doesn't pay attention in class." Okay. Um. <laughs> All right. So I, I but I, I do have a list of stuff that uh, from the belly dance class. For one thing, nobody in that class is dancing to the same choreography. Okay. It is <laughs> utter chaos. If you watch that scene, it's just like twenty five women wandering and shaking things. There's there's one woman in the back who's literally doing like she's just rotating her hands in like a windmill fashion. Okay. Yeah. There's there's a couple women who are just kind of waving their arms. Two of them look at the camera. Okay. Like straight up look at the camera. Um uh, I'm looking at my list. Hold on. How and how how, the, how many pages is the list? It's only about 5 items. <laughs> okay. But I just wanted to get through those real quick. I will say that one of the neat things about this was it was really nice to see belly dance not treated as titillation. Oh yeah, no. It, it seemed like it was yeah. it was a, it was a class. It was like an athletic like sort academic. of class. It was like a workout kind of thing almost. The, yeah, uh, yeah. The the woman who te- who was teaching the class is an actual belly dancer. Oh really? Uh, you yeah. Tell, she do actually, you know her? Or you could tell from just watching her. Uh, my wife recognized her the first oh, time she saw her. Goodness. Because okay. I guess she was actually pretty big in founding uh, an ethnological 
organization to support belly dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also a, there's a website called Buzz, which is frequented by a lot of belly dancers, and I I went over there to find out they they like to talk about whenever belly dance shows up on TV. So I found I found the thread about this episode, and every dancer in the thread said pretty much the same thing, which is the teacher's skirt was amazing. Okay, good, good so for that. Watch, watching it, it really is a good she, skirt. She probably it, brought her own skirt. She brought her own to skirt the set that day. Yeah. When that scene started, my wife did say, oh, that skirt. Like, oh. Right away. So if so you know, skirt. you know. But it was, it, she was even like saying out loud, remember, this isn't a strip tease. Work your hips. Use your stomach. She was being like kind of a – she was yeah. really drilling about it. And she was just flat out saying, you know, belly dance is not about titillation. This is an art form. I thought that was great. But, but I feel I, – but sure, but I still feel like that scene – though was kind of put in there a bit gratuitously and played for that a little bit, especially when they're just oh, going sure. in a circle around him. So it kind of almost <laughs> undermines that message a little bit. Like oh, having, and also having uh, Marriott Hartley dab at her cleavage for five minutes. I was going to talk about that, too. She had the like the sweatiest clavicle in TV. Because she just constantly oh. just uh, dabbing at her cleavage. Uh, All right. Yeah, her, well, it was nice. She it, like really like brought up her... Um, I mean, she was pretty attractive in that scene. You're like, whoa, okay. Like, that kind of came out of nowhere. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> came out of nowhere if you didn't see her uh, wonderful Polaroid commercials with James Garner in the late 1970s. Oh, yeah. In the early 80s. James Garner? Then, yeah, she had a whole bunch of – she had a series of commercials with uh, James Garner yeah. for Polaroid uh, – uh, oh, I'm I'm old enough to remember. Her, All right. So <laughs> I also remember her helping the Hulk beat cancer. Oh, good. That's good for her and the Hulk. <laughs> wait, what? How, wait, she, okay, she what? Was on, she was on two episodes of The Incredible Hulk. They with beat Bill cancer. Bixby. And Bill Bixby. No, she had cancer. Bill Bixby was just trying to control turning into the Hulk. Okay. And she she had a visualization exercise. Where the antibodies in her blood were John Wayne and cowboys from a Cowboys versus Indians movie, and they were circling the wagons to fight off the cancer. Okay, okay. And yeah. Bill, this is burned in my memory. I swear to God, I haven't seen this since 1978. Wow. Um, and then Bill Bixby, or sorry, Bruce Banner used the same uh, mental image to try to control his transformation to the Hulk, and then I think she just died of cancer and he became the Hulk again. <laughs> so that's, that's where it gets you, kids. Yeah, don't Here's try to fight cancer. Don't try to fight anything. It's going to happen. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, so Marriott Hartley spent a lot of time dab- daubing her boobs, and that yes. was that scene. There you go. And I think that was a good moment where, where you basically – that's to show you that Columbo then finds out that she has something to do with it as well. Oh, yes. Because right. yes. Yes. Yeah. Like, he's like, oh, so you're going on that cruise with her? That's kind of odd. And she's just yeah. like all – All know, of a sudden. And she's, she's not super uh, – coy about it no like she's not hiding anything oh. at all doesn't care i wonder if she's like ruth gordon's character that she kind of thinks nobody cares about the murder she thinks that's it's like, okay you know what? i like i like this theory actually that you guys have about that like it, just they figure they can get away with it because who's going to care about this this layabout tennis player skier who still has uh, the uh, cards from playing solitaire by himself in his apartment. Right. This this lonely, no count, um, lack wit, who uh, just let's, dead. Let's nobody talk cares. About, can we talk about that scene a little bit? Because there's the scene where she's showing Columbo the, the guy's house, and she's being very disdainful about it. Yes. 
And then Columbo has that line about it wasn't a happy marriage. Look, there's no photos of her. Yeah. And he thought okay. he seems kind of disappointed that she didn't notice that being right. such a mystery writer, supposed to know those clues sure. and everything. And she looks around and has that great look of realization in her face like, oh, yeah, I guess, I guess he's right. Yeah, it feels like it justifies it. But I'm not I'm not. OK, so let's put ourselves in a position where our wives died at sea. Yes. Now, <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. That's where this episode was leading. Right. Um, like I, I don't know if five months after my wife died, if I could stand to have photos of her around. That's a good. Point. I think I feel like it would take me a year or more. Right. But before he, I was, you know, he. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but but no, he was also looking in his drawers and stuff like that too, looking for photographs. Right. That's true. <laughs> So I I don't know I think there had to be at least be one because like in her office Ruth Gordon's office there's a bunch of photos of of her of her niece uh, of her niece and then there's even that shot of the nephew looking at that one photo uh, on on her desk and kind of True. smiling to himself so it's like again it's like he just he doesn't have any emotion about it I don't think he doesn't even give a shit that his wife died five months ago that's like so recent yeah I that's the thing it, it, but. You can see both sides. Like I think that yeah. it's great that they have that kind of ambiguity plugged into it, though, where you could see, like, oh yeah, he totally did it. Or like, well, I, I don't know. Like it, it's, it's a great thing that you don't know to make her murder even more morally sort of. Uh, maybe I don't know if she should have done it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah good point. Good point. And it's just it's like you like you said the point earlier. Like uh, visually, they do it really well. The writing's very good in that. It's not this cut and dry thing. To feel like it's some justice was done, and the fact that it was such a horrific murder that she committed, that just kind of muddies the waters even more, which I think is really yeah. interesting. Yeah. God, um, what I, I mean, one thing I really wanted to talk about uh, is this other scene, the scene where um, uh, uh, Ruth Gordon is giving that speech and calls mm-hmm. out Columbo. That's one of my favorite. Oh, that's so good. It, that's my favorite. That's one of my favorite scenes of all of the Columbos. Is like what he says up on up, up on that podium. It's like it just, it's like the best speech he's ever given mm-hmm. about how he uh, like sometimes he even likes he has he has respect right. for the um, for the for the murders and like that's that that's I mean another fake out where you think oh is he gonna let her get away with this one because like she likes her you know or right because uh, it gives her that false hope where she says the thing when they're at the uh, the uh, ocean like the seashore. At the yeah. docks or whatever, where she says like, "Oh, you're a kind man." She's saying like, "Oh, maybe." And at the very mm-hmm. end, uh, when she tries uh, pulling the Abe Vigoda Godfather thing, like, <laughs> "Oh, can you get me off this time, Tommy?" Sorry, Sal, I can't. Like, and it, no, sorry, you can't do it. It just because yeah, he gave that speech Uh-oh. saying he likes his job, likes it a lot. Some people he respects, some people he even likes, but you know, you commit murder, he's gonna take you in. Sorry. Yeah, that's one of the uh, one of the things I. I try to remember when I watch any Columbo episode is that you can never really take anything Columbo says at face value. No. You never know when he's lying. That could have been a lie. Yeah, that it could have been. been well, a lot of that a lot of that speech was aimed at her, directly at her. Yeah. Because at that point, he is 100% sure. I mean, even another thing I love in that scene, he's sitting there at the back and uh, with Mary Harley, and uh, she calls him up there. Uh, what was it? Oh, the uh, to speak on the hyper modern chemical techniques <laughs> and their application to advanced criminology. <laughs> what the heck was that? <laughs> and, and then he gets up, to, but he does this like false, 
modesty thing, like, oh, me? You're having me come up? Because that's happened a lot in Columbo episodes where people will do that to him. That's happened a couple mm. other times. Mm-hmm. And he's acting like, oh, I couldn't possibly get up there. But that's also part of his act. Because once he gets yeah. up there, he's on. He's able to speak to those people. Mm-hmm. And he has his message, which is directed mostly at one little old lady sitting in the front row. Pretty much saying, like, I, you, I know you killed her. He killed this guy. Yeah. And I'm mm-hmm. going to get you. You're there's right. only there's only one line, I think, or I guess two lines I can think of in this episode that I would 100% take at face value, hmm. which is where he um, just obliquely mentions that he and his wife enjoyed taking a cruise. Yes. And the only reason I know that's true is because we saw that episode. Yeah. Uh, and the line where she says, I think you're a very nice man, and he kind of ruefully says, I wouldn't be too sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I feel like, you know, Columbo does spend a lot of his time lying and manipulating it's for the better, it's for the good cause, but he spends a yeah. lot of time right. just living these fake identities. And I think it's got to, it's got to, we know he's an essentially decent guy, so it's got to grind on him a little bit. Right. Yeah. It's, a, it's a lifestyle. Columbo is a lifestyle. He's got to yeah. live. <laughs> yeah, which is like, which is great, which is what, what attracts me to the show. That's actually the, um, in, in a weird way, again, going off uh, off the episode a little bit, but like that's, that was kind of what what attracted me to to start to start watching Columbo was um, his just the lifestyle that he lives and and you guys mentioned it before in another episode where you guys called it um, what did you guys call it? you guys called it like so- Socratic irony right is that is that it Socratic this, irony oh I think I think you I think it was John referring to uh, something Stephen Fry had said. On the QI oh, okay. show. Yeah. oh yeah that's right it was a qi episode yeah 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 where, where he just um uh the way colombo is because we're not smart enough to come up with that <laughs> Stephen fry is yeah. smart enough we're not smart enough to come up with that sure i had to look it up so i don't even uh <laughs> but um i mean i don't even know what axorosital yeah, i was gonna ask say? too i'm gonna ask it oh no I, I did some looking up it's uh exoricidal that's that's Exor- the term for exoricide <laughs> is killing your wife uh huh. Oh. And I also looked up oh. killing your killing your nephew, which is nepoticide. Oh, Nepos- wow! I got to write file that one away <laughs> if I ever get a nephew. <laughs> same same reason, same root as nepotism. So that's oh, easy. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, nepotism. Okay. Um, yeah, but the, but like the way Columbo <laughs> conducts himself, like um, like just how he gets information out of people is not necessarily lying, but just giving everyone the benefit of the doubt, you know, like kind of like, Oh, okay, well maybe you're right, but, uh, okay, I'll back. So he's not, he does, he's not argumentative. He doesn't, um, not like, like any other cop would just like book them and take them to like some questioning room and, and, uh, and just yell at their face for hours. Whereas Columbo kind of lets them, he gives them enough rope to hang themselves with basically yes, exactly. being polite and, and nice and playing dumb the whole time. And you're right. He's putting on an act in the entire episode. You're like, wait, what is Columbus like? Wait, is, he, is that really how he really is? Or is he putting on an act? Or you just never know. I, I think the one where he to me, I think the ones that I've, I've seen so far, the one where he does that the most relays that on the thickest is the um, um, uh, William Shatner episode. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Where he's just being very buddy buddy with him and so impressed with him playing this detective on TV and everything else. Where yeah. he does that the most, I think. Yeah. Oh, you know, this is. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. Oh, yeah. No, no. I, I was agreeing with you. That's all I was saying. Okay. <laughs> Good. Uh, <laughs> out of time. Um, 
That actually made me forget what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> must have been a lie. Yeah. We're terrible uh, podcasters. William Shatner. I've heard no, worse. Um, yeah. Um, no, but my my um uh my my friend uh my friend Rob Schraub told me a long time ago that he went to uh the th- he used to go to this therapist and he would always say stuff like um like uh, you know he'd always be frustrated by people he's like oh people just frustrate me or like oh, I can't I can't ever like um no I, I can't get people to listen to me or what I can't remember what he was griping about and his therapist said to him she was like, "Do you ever watch Columbo?" And he's like, well, oh. "Oh no, why?" And 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 she was just like, "Well, you should watch Columbo because his strategy of just getting people to just just kind of be calm and just kind of just chill out, or or if you really want to get someone to do do something that you want them to do, um, you know, just kind of uh, just give people the benefit of the doubt all the time, and just to, like kind of be you know just agree with them, or just uh, try not to argue your point all the time, or try to force." your opinion or try to prove someone wrong all the time. And I, I think when he told me that years ago, I was like, I got to watch Columbo. And then, uh, you know, I watched <laughs> it because it's, it's totally therapeutic. Like it, just watching how he like maneuvers himself around people. I'm like, this is the best strategy anyone can ever use to just, you know, I don't know. Be you know around the, people. To, to tie I, that I into that. that, that uh, the therapist is doing that. Is that in DSM as an advice? To just uh, watch Columbo episodes because that's that's delightful. If that's the I, case, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much you focused on it. He never told me, but it was a suggestion. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, uh, but yeah, to, to tie it into like uh, another pop culture thing going on right now. One of the things that made David Letterman's comedy so great is that he maintains that constant air of calm. Yeah. You know, like uh, when he went into the GE building right after GE bought NBC and oh, he yeah. gets confronted by all of those guards and the guy who like shoving his hand in the camera and they throw him out. But he never loses his cool and he's just very avuncular about the whole thing. And he manages yeah. to get people to just indict themselves. Yes. And that's very much what Columbo's doing, which uh, yeah. they seem to be iconic in the same fashion. Oh, that's an interesting connection. Well, I'll do what I can. Plus, you oh. know, Letterman's ending next week, so. Uh, much on my mind yeah oh, no you're, you're right like, um he does like colombo it like he just tests people's um uh uh like basically like just sees how far he can get away with being like he'll just like blow smoke in people's face and be like mm-hmm. oh i'm sorry am i not am i not supposed to smoke in here like he just wants to see how right. far he can get uh how long it can take for, for him to get on your nerves because that's when when you watch his people unravel that's when he really gets to the core of who they really are that's yeah. one of the things I think that's great about this episode is that Ruth Gordon doesn't ever lose it. No, no, Never, no, no. Yeah. She she manages to stay so calm during the whole thing. Yep. Even at at the very end, she's still just trying to make a little deal with him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean that she's, that whole thing where yeah, I mean we talked talked about it before where that long sequence where he's trying to give her outs, give her chances, just admit it with yeah. boxes. And she just has pretty much a joke for every single thing. Mm-hmm. Like about like, Oh, we haven't got a butler. Oh, maybe it's Veronica. Maybe she did it. Oh, well, Oh, and then finally when he gets, it gets the light bulb. It's like, Oh, it's pointing up the light bulb. Oh, light doesn't work. He was always complainer. Right. <laughs> like as though saying his nephew and his dying wishes was to indicate that the light bulb was busted. <laughs> That's terrible and insulting him too. This uh, dead kid. Oh my I god! I do love. I we don't have a butler. That's a good. Yeah, that's a good line. 
It's yeah, usually for a yeah. mystery writer character and a mystery show yeah. to do that is yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice touch. Yeah, yeah. She, I mean, she's just great throughout. Even like, yeah, like like Columbo can't seem to corner her. But also, just I think that's I don't I can't tell how much of that is the actress herself because she's always smiley and she's always like. I think it's uh, a it's a lot. There's a good there's a good percentage mixture. I mean, she was perfect casting for this oh, part. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. Any, person. Anyone else would have been cold and unlikable. And the fact that people do see her character after all these years, being like, oh, well, she was one of the nicer ones, more sympathetic ones, is mm-hmm. entirely down to her. Down to her yeah. playing that role the way she does. It's completely her that way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, is there anything sympathetic about about her if you strip away her charm? No, not really. Yeah. No, it's all a charm. It's all a charm. Yeah. If, if it had yeah. been Robert Culp. Oh, God, no, Robert. Robert Culp. You want to see him hanging, <laughs> hanging over the closing credits. Yeah. Or Leonard from the goddamn Gallows. Nimoy. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, he was cold in that episode. And that's like, that was the very first Columbo episode I saw, by the way. And the Nimoy one? The Leonard Nimoy one, Oof. yeah. And it's like the only episode where Columbo loses his shit. He, like, actually gets oh, mad. Yeah. Like, he slams the table and he's just like, I'm going to prove that you did it. Like, he raises his voice, yep. and you're like, whoa. And I, I didn't – I mean, that was the first one I saw, so I thought he does that all the time. But that's still, like, the only time I've ever seen Columbo get angry. Yeah. Like uh, – and, and it's because Leonard Nimoy is the cold asshole in that episode. <laughs> yeah, so if it had been somebody like that or if the role had been played that way, this mm-hmm. wouldn't have worked like, even a, like as fraction as well as it did. But because it was her and because – she was Ruth Gordon in it up. It just it just completely worked. It was perfect for it. Speaking of which, yeah. because she's you know talking in such a sing song voice and she's such a little sprite of an old woman. Yes. <laughs> uh, the scene where she slams the vault shut. Oh. And she yelled like, "What did she yell at him? Like, did you think I was going to let you get away with it?" I or think something so. Yeah, like something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of terrifying. Oh, it is. But then and she it's also really well. But then also it's interesting because. Uh, she shuts the door, and then she hesitates before flipping the switch that would maybe yeah. give the guy some hope. And then she says, "Nope, I got to get in my plane." Do, 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 yeah, do. it was. It was. It was. Yeah, you're right. It was very well lit too, because it was like such a dark scene, and her face was just in the shadow the entire time when she was saying that. And the moment she closes the door, you could just imagine oh, screaming back there, and you're just like, "Oh my god!" Oh, yeah. Like that. That really was a, a pretty brutal death. Which, the, the screaming, so she goes through the whole, when we first see her, she's going through the whole thing of putting the um, tape recorder in the vault to test yeah. it. And it's a tape recording of her uh, dictating notes from her novel. Not really the same as if you were screaming at the top of your right. lungs and pounding desperately on metal. True. I guess it works the test, but it's not exactly the same as someone just fearing for their life and scratching at a wall. Apparently, a conversational tone... Uh, inside that vault just sounds like a nightingale. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> you know what's kind of frustrating about him being locked in the vault and us never seeing him again is I'm sure whatever he was yelling in that vault answers the question as to whether or not he murdered his wife. Oh, good point. Uh, oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. He was, yes. he was either insisting until the end, Abigail, I didn't do it, or he was begging, Abigail, you're right, I'm sorry, I'll turn myself in. Oh boy! Oh, nice. one of the two. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She never gave him. She never gave him a chance. 
Yeah. She never even confronted him about it. She never like get it, got him to admit it or, or or deny it or whatever. So it's like she just said her last words and closed the door without even getting his opinion. It's pretty, oh. pretty gnarly. Oh, you know what? Actually, uh, the the will uh, stuff that they do struck me as a little odd. So obviously he's her heir, and so she has her will signed that he receives everything. And then she has it switched so that then she like he has to sign a will. Yes, to give her everything. So that because he owns by his wife, by his wife's will, the rights to her most successful play, which. They never say what the play is. I don't know if it's maybe it's the play from Toast of London, <laughs> the Moose Trap. Maybe that's it. I don't know. They never say it's like some um, long running mystery play. Yeah, like thirty years. I think it's Cats. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, um, he, he should suspect at that moment. Is that should have been the moment he said, "Oh, I thought she was just fun in me, but I think she's going to kill me." Because probably the real thing you would do is. You would buy the rights back, in, and you right. would advance him, yeah, like an allowance to make up for it, and then he'd get the rights after her death. But setting it up two wills—that's basically saying I'm going to kill you. Yeah, I can't think of a more uh, clear. And one. also, and also have him go in and getting these huge boxes of cash right. and jewels. Oh, oh, God! There's a great line in there where uh, he goes like, "My God, Abigail!" and she has this line like. <laughs> somebody's got I suppose and just just going yeah. through the money is like oh that's nice that's a nice there's, this, there's a certain amount of Columbo episodes that have to remain kind of cartoony or like or very sim- simply laid out just so yeah. it could be I mean it, it's I think they have to exaggerate certain things is what I'm trying to say but just there has so to yeah keep things going but there also has to be like a, the, the, that kind of odd sloppiness to give yeah the motive exactly. that's there and the, yeah so yeah. Yeah. Um, totally. Like, uh, uh, yeah, you, you said it pretty well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you again. <laughs> uh, I'm going through my I mean, this was, I mean, just to I mean, kind of start wrapping things around here, this was just a darn good episode of uh, television, let an episode of Columbo. I mean, this is one of those yeah. ones where it wasn't one of the uh, long extended ones. They had to do the padding, like uh, you pointed out earlier. Um, yeah. It was just nice and tight. They got the right two things, and it was pleasant to watch. It just humble. It was, yeah, it, it was great. It was a good mystery, and it was especially after last week's last episode we had to yeah, talk about. Yeah, I wasn't going to talk. Oh about. my goodness, this was, was this a, last. What did you uh, watch last time? It was this nineties uh, one. Yeah, I, I undercover. Missed, I Undercover, yes. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. I'm all caught up on your guys' episodes, by the way. Good <laughs> lord, this was a thing. Yeah, yeah. That was this is this is a this is a goddamn like. A, oh, good. Someone brought the oxygen tank and the mask after I've been breathing <laughs> sulfur for three hours. Oh, yeah, God. Yeah, this is a good. I think this is a good. I'm personally speaking. I think this is a good first one to start people off on with Columbo. Oh, good point. Like, yes. Yeah. 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 I would be. recommend yeah. that. I, I have recommended this one. This one and the William Shatner one are the first two I recommend to anyone who wants to start watching Columbo. Oh. You know what? Yeah. That, that's a good thing yeah, to this bring is, up to people from the future. Yeah, yeah, if you want to get your if you want to get your friends to watch Columbo, this this is what we should have given Chris Sims. Although, luckily, that took. Yeah, I know that one's all right. That was fun. Um, but yeah, so I, so uh, Mike, you like this? Any like, uh, where would you rate this? I mean, this is your favorite one of all time, or? Um, I don't know. It's so hard to say that. I mean, yeah. like my my top favorite Columbo episode always rotates. Like I always have other ones that are my That's favorite fine. too. That's good. 
but um but none of the 90s ones for sure like those i i can't it's hard yeah. for me to get through those those are and i yeah I, I haven't seen a lot of those but but anyway yeah th- this one definitely taught like rates at, at like um i i would say it's definitely my top three favorite episodes and this is just a solid like 10 you know it's like everything about it is is like really well laid out everything's thought of you know every little thing is i mean aside from a couple little uh flubs here but just to keep the story going they like they thought this one through really good score that the music in this episode's really great yes oh yeah um, the yeah, music's yeah. fantastic Definitely. yeah yeah great casting um yeah same thing you said earlier it's like very well written very funny and really good funny moments good Good Columboisms throughout the episode where he's like, you know, trailing off or he, you know, um, makes a couple jokes, but he's also sincere and he has a lot of good speeches. Uh, and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and and, uh, and he's very sympathetic. Um, just it, yeah. Anyway, anyway, yeah, it's just a very well-rounded episode is the and, best way. I could put and, it. and bring up the, like you said, the Columboisms. So, yeah, you got that stuff. But then also you've got uh, somebody making fun of the car. Uh, being a piece of junk, yeah. Uh, got dog and dog being dog. made fun yeah. of. Uh, reference to his wife Dragging liking bottom. somebody, and also you get the class issues brought up. So those are the four class, four yeah. key aspects to a good Columbo episode, and they got them all <laughs> uh, right you, here, which is nice. Do you, do you guys have like a like a like a checkoff list? That no, that, like, just stuff you notice watching. No, but we should. I think that's a hey, good. That, that's, that's a good yeah, way to go. For you sh- maybe yeah. You guys all should because you just like basically listed off everything that makes a good Columbo episode. Well, there uh, we go. I'll write that down. Columbo check list. <laughs> there we go. I wrote it down <laughs> slowly. Uh, John, how you you your your views on this one here? Uh, yeah, there's almost nothing left to talk about. This is yeah. just across but in a the good board, way. fantastic one. Oh yeah, now, not like and last, I, not like last time. There was I nothing left to talk about. This time, it's good that there's something left to talk about. <laughs> I said, I've said this in a dozen different media. My favorite part about last podcast was the point where we all got so shell shocked and depressed that nobody said anything, and the only sound we could hear was the ice in your drink. Yes, that's it. Just, <laughs> just taking a drink because there's nothing like to do. That. Anyway, oh god. <clears throat> Uh, but yeah, I'd say this one. This is about as perfect a Columbo episode as you get. Yes. And out of, I will give it ten out of ten. Goodness. Marriott Marriott Hartley's saying me in a musical sing song voice. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh god. What do you think, RJ? Oh, I loved it. It was great. And also, we didn't talk about it. We talked about it a little, Tim, a little bit. But uh, GD Spradlin, a uh, great venerable character actor, uh, wonderful in this as the attorney. <laughs> Who is? Oh, oh, the attorney. The attorney, yeah. He told he yeah. was the uh, the senator yeah, Godfather too. He's great. Oh, yeah. He's wonderful he in this good. as a long suffering. We, defi- we definitely have to uh, guy to and... cover his his last line. Oh, his last line. Okay, briefly, let's let's talk about his last line on the ship. For sure. For oh, sure. Yeah. So yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, what what did he say? Uh, the last time it's... we see him. Yeah. It's uh, it's call me. Uh, it's something like the next time you find a dead body in your vault, call me. Yeah. Which, which oh, is man. him pretty what, much what saying, a, like, yeah, I know yeah. you did it. His, it's his way of saying, yeah. I know you did it. I know you did it, but I'm okay with it. And next time, yeah. let me in on it yes. if you want to, like, get away with it or something like that. Right. Like, no, right. You know, it's exactly what it is. You're right. Yeah, something that's exactly layered. what it is. Yeah. This, this episode, yeah. And, and for, Oof. like, all the mystery and the and the, and, and, and the, uh, the double entendres or whatever, like, throughout everyone's – so much color, like I said, to every character. It's like it's just – 
Ah, such such a it's it's, it's a wonderful episode of Columbo. Well, thank you, Mike, for talking to us about it. Um, oh, if sure. folks uh, want to see your stuff or uh, follow you online, where well, actually, uh, what, what should they be watching these days oh, to, um, see your, to see your work? Oh yeah, you know I have like um. Uh, I mean, I guess obviously currently it's just uh, Uncle Grandpa episodes and stuff. But I do okay. have like my own um, YouTube channel where I've made my own like, cartoons and short films. Oh. Actually, I, I forgot to mention I um, years ago. I mean, uh, I don't know how I try to keep this like super short, but like the way I know Aaron Blayart that I mentioned earlier is through this uh, monthly screening uh, thing called uh, Channel One Hundred One. Oh, of here. course, yes, but, Channel One Hundred One. Yes, I got, I got yeah, I've got friends who've been involved in the uh, New York one for. Some time and, totally. Yeah. I think we have a lot of mutual friends. I know actually. Hollywood Steve and all whatnot. So yeah, yeah, yeah. JD Riznar. All of oh yes. yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Steve Levinson. But like, um, I made, I, I attempted to make a Columbo type of show, um, which actually, like, I, I wasn't able to get it done in time or whatever. But I, I put up the remaining scene, like whatever scenes I shot. Um, on my YouTube, I don't know why I'm like promoting this. It's like that's fine. No, this it, it's relevant. <laughs> it's fun. Uh, what, 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 what's your what's your YouTube account name up oh, there? Oh, um, gosh, I think if you just type up Mike Chillian or or actually, um, uh, yeah, I think if you just type up Mike Chillian on Google or, or or YouTube or whatever, I don't really know how to like look up people's accounts. I'm just assuming it's my my name. Maybe. Um, well, you know what? I'll look it up too, and I'll uh, post oh, it on the site. Uh, I'll I'll help you out here. It's called the Flake Detective. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so look for the Flake Detective it's, it's weird, on YouTube. It's a weird take on. It's not like a direct Columbo parody, but it's like a weird take on it. And again, it, like that video is actually talking about how I didn't finish it, and I screamed okay. that at, at a at a one of the channel on one events <laughs> talking about. Nice. There's this whole segment that we did where like we're talking about these unfinished projects, these one on one shows that we made, yeah. and that was one of them amongst a few others and uh, it's me talking about how much i love colombo and how i didn't get to finish this show and blah 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 whatever well Don't you know what we'll, we'll 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 link it uh, we'll link it from the uh, post on the site uh, for this yeah. episode, so people should sure. Know I so, guess yeah. thank you. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think it's, it's whatever. I, I don't mean to be like that. Ten I, I think people will see it. Don't worry. That's <laughs> not. It's going up on the Tumblr with you. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah that, there I go. Well, speaking of which. Um, uh, if you want to follow us, uh, you can listen to episodes of Just One More Thing, New or Old, at our website, which now is a new URL. New URL. Oh, God. Uh, JOMTpodcast.com, or in the podcast section of iTunes, uh, there in the TV and film section. Uh, and as John just said, we have a Tumblr uh, up there. He posts a whole bunch of uh, screen caps from episodes, uh, videos we find. Uh, other posts the folks make on Tumblr about Columbo, and there's more than you'd think. Uh, that is jomtpodcast.tumblr.com. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, I bet you can't guess what the name is on there. Podcast at Twitter. We, we, we're consolidating the brand. We want a strong brand for the 90s to, to get everything up. But if you want to email us, ask us questions... Uh, tell us how good or how lousy we are. Uh, that one though is just Columbo at thecitydesk.net. That's the that's the outlier of the brand. That's our our black sheep of the brand. I don't know. Well, thank you once again, uh, Mike, for coming on the show. I think we will definitely have you back. Uh, it was a wonderful uh, discussion I'm about a wonderful episode. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, that's a program for this time around. 
and uh, we'll be uh, back to talk to you next time. I'm R.J. White. I'm John Morris. And uh, thank you. Goodbye. Oh, listen, just one more thing. Excuse the interruption, ma'am. I'm uh, Lieutenant Colombo, and I'm looking for a Miss Veronica Bryce. Yes, Lieutenant? You? Me? Uh, I don't know.